0: Hey, y'all. This is Gina Dixon from Intentional Hospitality, and you're listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast.
1: Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player. Go to Eat Blog Talk. Scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave Eat Blog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in their businesses. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 289. Today, Gina is going to talk to us about her amazing journey with food blogging, how she's massively increased her page views, and how this has really been a creative journey for her. Gina is the recipe developer and party planner behind the blog Intentional Hospitality. She began her blog to help people create easy-to-make meals and party food that would help create a table where people would come together and enjoy a meal and a conversation. Gina, I was just telling you before our before we started recording that I just never could have imagined you'd be here today, but I'm so thrilled that you are. Can't wait to dig into your story, but you know we all want to hear your fun fact.
0: Well, my fun fact is... During COVID, just before it shut down, we went out and bought an RV, a 29 foot ACE RV, and it was brown and ugly and whatnot. And I decided I'm going to flip this. And I got permission to keep it parked in our driveway for the, um, you know, for COVID and, you know, that kind of thing. And I, And basically put in quartz countertops and did, you know, high-end leather and just really did it up. And then I get this phone call from a friend that says, hey, Mel Gibson needs a place to stay while he's shooting a movie here in Augusta. Can we use your RV? I'm like, yeah. So (laughs) they borrowed our RV. Well, actually, they rented it. And... He stayed in it during the shooting of a movie. So it was just kind of a fun thing.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, now I remember you telling me that, but I had forgotten that. So do you have the RV still?
0: We decided to sell it um, just after, you know, probably six months ago and we are living in an apartment we sold our house we sold the rv we're simplifying life we're building right now and so yeah everything's gone (laughs) and it's like a refresh oh absolutely reason let me share with everybody the reason is because we became empty nesters and that's a lot of my story too
1: yeah oh yeah we'll get into that and then one last question about your fun fact did you actually get to meet mel
0: no, oh dang it, did, did not. But I did give him my um, master's cookbook, um, and I wrote him a little letter and said, "Here is some recipes from Augusta from my blog, blah blah blah." You know, and he and he took it, and so you know, it was just kind of neat.
1: Oh, that is a really cool thing! Wow, I love that. Okay, well, let's get into your story, Gina, because you have such a great story. Um, You mentioned that you're like a super creative person and you needed a way to express yourself after being an empty nester. So, would you mind just telling us your story? We want to hear like how this all evolved for you.
0: Sure. You know, I could start where everybody wants me to and say last December I was at 18,000 page views and this December I was at 112,000 page yes. views. But that really... Really is not the story that I like to share, but um, it's more about perseverance. I'm not one of those people that just oh I figured it all out here. You know I've got to be a successful blogger. It was a journey for me, and when I started out, gosh, it was in 2008 when I started my first blog. I was a homeschool mother of six, and I needed an outlet to be creative um, that I could do while they're doing their schoolwork, and that was kind of where it evolved from. I was on a free platform for homeschoolers, and then around 2011, I moved over to Blogger, and that homeschool blog became more of a decorating and recipe blog. And, you know, and I was just fit, just working on it whenever I could fit it in, you know, doing this Algebra two and trigonometries and all those things. And so then around 2014, I went decided this is something I want to do when the kids are done because I was down to the last two kids um, – and they were in high school, and I thought, I can do this um, as a full-time, you know, job when I'm done. And so, I got on a local server, and Intentional Hospitality was born, and then lo and behold, the next year, my sister, who lives in Atlanta, called me and said, hey, let's go to Italy. And I'm like, what in the world and she's like annette joseph has a workshop and that was a friend that she knew there that um in atlanta and she had workshops for food styling in alasia italy so i did it and i'm like oh my goodness this is real this is the first big step god opened for me to go and learn how to shoot photography for my food blog well at that point i didn't even own a camera so (laughs) i got on i got on the um you know, the, the computer, and I just started Googling what kind of, you know, camera should I have, and I went in, and I decided on a 6D, and headed to um, Italy, never really even shooting it, other than just when I first got it out of the box, so, and it was good, and it, we had a wonderful time, and it just, I met Jules from Jules Kitchen, I'll um, need to look her up, she's wonderful, uh, food blogger over there, and just, I just got this creative spirit that just bloomed in me as far as photography and opening, you know, the idea of creating recipes and just all that. So, and about that time, I started listening to uh, Brandon also from Blog Millionaire, and I was just absorbing anything that he had to say about growing your blog and I was really excited the kids were like a, the last two were a junior and a senior and I was ready to take my blog full time I was doing lots of posts I probably had about 200 posts at that point and then I got a cancer diagnosis Aww. and my world just stopped in 2016 um I did not even touch my blog I mean it was just hundred percent I'm going to beat this I'm going to um You know, live again and have a normal life. And of course, you know, when you're going through chemo and radiation and all that, you don't, food is just not one thing you're going to think about. And I couldn't even think to make a recipe on my site to smell the food or have anything to do with it. I just basically let it just live on its own for a while. And then after all the treatments and I got the clear, um, I spent five years of recovery from that cancer treatment Um, had a lot of issues and if anybody ever wants to talk to me just let me know because colon cancer is a lonely kind of treatment sometimes that it's it's a challenge Um, as if any cancers are but um, I would love to talk to some people if anybody was interested about it on another time but um, so during that uh, last five years after recovery, I started working for a medical examiner. It's a local paper here. And he had me write a recipe twice a week. And I thought, okay, I can do that. And that's about all I could get done. So, it gave me some time to kind of get back into it and have my, you know, art, my photography published. And I was like, okay, oh this is like real, you know. And at that point, I thought, I need to work on my photography. So, i um, booked a uh, workshop with Jen Davis and from Two Cups of Flower, ran up to Nashville and spent some time with her. And it just opened a world of photography for me that um, I didn't know. And right after that, she won the Saver Award. So it was just kind of like, oh, my goodness, I know this famous person. So it was just fun. But um, so then about that time, 2020, I found you. And that's where I Aww. think we can pick up. <gasps>
1: Okay, your story, Gina, I mean, I kind of knew a lot of this because we had talked about it in bits and pieces over the past year, but putting it all together, it's so inspiring and you are just, I'm almost in tears, you're just so strong and inspiring and I really appreciate you putting that out there for people to come to you because I can't imagine what kind of loneliness that is. Um And just going through, I know you had a lot of pain and I can't imagine five years of that. Yeah.
0: The first two years after my treatments, um, I didn't hardly touch my blog either uh, because the pain was so bad. I was basically chair bound in my home for a long time, you know, so it is lonely, but it's all for the glory. And now here we are.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you found Eat Blog Talk. Thank goodness. You've been like this light for the eBlog Talk community. Since I met you, I'm so grateful for you. Um, so what kind of inspired you to get back in and make this a business and just kill it because you have, you've gotten so many page views within the past year. So can you talk us through the past year and like what inspired you throughout the year?
0: Um, really wanting to be somebody other than a homeschool mom. And I know that sounds terrible, but you know, 25 plus years of schooling my kids, I knew that I did not want to go back to work. I mean, I have a degree, but I just didn't want to go back. But I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to do my own thing so I could take care of, right now, my 13 grandchildren. They can, somebody can drop off the kids and, you know, run, go shopping or whatever. I just want to be there for them, but still be successful as a woman and contribute um, an income, which is something I really had not done for you know, so many years. So, it was important for me to find an outlet, something I love to do, but yet something that was creative because I'm a crafter, I'm a, you know, watercolor artist, pencil, color pencil. I love all those things, but the doing the blog filled that need also to be creative and that's why I decided to do that instead of go back to work.
1: I think that's so brave of you to just say to yourself, I want to be successful as a woman and contribute an in income. And this is, you said it's the first time that you had done that, right? It's because you had been yeah. married all of these years and you'd put your yeah. kids through school. So how inspiring that you were just like, okay, it's my time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step up and I'm going to use my creativity to dig into an entrepreneurial business and I'm going to crush it.
0: That's exactly it.
1: Yes, I love it. And okay, so you mentioned Brandon from the blogger Millionaire, who is also the founder of Rank IQ, and he was kind of in your mind too, and he inspired you to dig in. Can you tell us a few things about, um, like, maybe what he said along the way that inspired you and how that encouraged you?
0: Well, he has and I know he, sh- he shares this openly that he has some really heavy health issues and then his wife also had cancer. And so, I kind of understood a little bit about, you know, being an entrepreneur and living with s- things that make it difficult more than the norm, um, you know, when it comes to your health. So, in that sense, I just really connected with him. And then, you um, Uh, Probably, I guess it was in 2020, maybe 19, he started talking about this new thing he was getting ready to, to put out. And... I got really excited because what he was saying was just like, this can't be good, this good, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And so um, I did join a first person, you know, in there, one of the, you know, that first week we jumped in and we started doing um, optimizations of keywords through his, um, through his, I don't want you to call it. It's not really a service, tool, but his, his tool. tool. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, chatted back and I'd say hey this didn't work you know or you know we tweaked it together as we went through that first month and one of my posts with I did with him was um, number one within less than two days I was like wait a minute if I can do this through here what can I do with some of my other content so I realized how valuable that tool was and I started using it to go through all my posts and reoptimize. I guess you would say my old ones and I only did new ones using Rank IQ also, so things just started growing.
1: Okay, you introduced me to Rank IQ. Thank you because it is my favorite tool and I feel like it's a little secret. And you, I remember mentioned. I think it was like a hummus post. Is that right? Is that the yeah. one that went to number one on Google within days? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, it was. A, and it was a roundup post. It wasn't even a recipe. So I gave a lot of. Go- I had fifty other hummus recipes. And I gave a lot of Google juice to a lot of other bloggers. So that kind of made me happy because people stay on that when so long. It was exciting.
1: That is exciting. And did I, sh- I don't know if I've told you this, Gina, but my goal in 2022, I started January 1st, is to create three non-recipe posts a week, all new. And all of them, I run through Rank IQ. Of those three a week, I'm not creating anything outside of Rank IQ content. And so far, I mean, my January was up from last year. I think it was 25, percent which isn't like crazy, but it is considering Janu- it's January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was really good for me. And I anticipate. Well, my goal is to triple my page views in 2022 because honestly, because of Rank IQ, it is a game changer. And thank you for introducing me to Brandon and to that tool, because literally, it's like my secret yeah. right now. <laughs> I want to share it with everyone. It's so yeah, powerful. Yeah, I
0: do too. And I really think that that has been the key. So the thing that really, I think, grew my site the most was I stopped trying to learn everything. I think I spent so many years taking this course, taking that course, you know, learning to do this and trying to get everything perfect before I even really started. And so I just stopped learning basically, except for maybe you know one afternoon a week. And I just started doing, I just started writing posts. I just started taking pictures and I did just the things that were important to grow my site instead of trying to figure it all out and make it perfect.
1: Hi, food bloggers. I'm taking a pause here on the episode really quick to tell you about the spring retreat that we are planning through eBlogTalk. This retreat is focused on you food bloggers who want to come together and collaborate and learn from one another and grow in ways that you cannot even imagine. The retreat is taking place on May 19th through the 22nd, 2022, here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We will be spending three nights together, two intensive days learning and growing in a beautiful rental property in Minneapolis. There are a few spots left for this retreat, so if you're interested, go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash spring 2022 retreat. You will find all the information there that you need. You can join the waitlist and see how it will benefit your business. I hope you decide to join us. It's going to be really powerful and awesome. Okay, back to the episode. It's so tempting to just learn, 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 right? Because there's so much to learn in this world of food blogging. And at some point, we, I think we all get to that spot where we're like, okay, I need to pause the learning and actually go do. So what do you suggest for that? Like, how do you figure out when enough is enough when it comes to learning and what to dive into when we are deciding to just do?
0: Well... I, when I st- decided to stop learning in a sense of I wasn't stopping, I was just putting it aside and not making it a priority. Or maybe I should say I wasn't making an excuse not to do what I should be doing as far as creating content. Um, so April 1st, I got in a um, audit with Casey. And he said, of course, it would be August before he could get to me. And I was like, Oh, and but I was ready. You know, it's kind of okay. What can, oh, something, Casey. What can I do between now and then to help my site grow? And he said a few things, and I think that all of us should take it to heart. Um, he told me to get rid of she media. I had the ads on, and um, he said it's slowing your site down. I am, um, you know, I, he says you will be happier if you take it off and wait and be patient and so I did and he also told me since it was so long to get with him he said get a top hat rank audit and I've to me that was like ka ka-ching, kaching. I did not have the money for that. But I wasn't really making any money. And so I went on Facebook Marketplace. And if you love something enough, you're going to find a way. And I started selling stuff. I went through the house and I had this huge yard sale kind of through my house. You know, the kids were all starting to move out. And I had all this stuff that I've been saving for all those years. And I used it towards the audit for Top Hat Rank and then also for Casey. Um, And i paid my way through. Yard sailing to get to where I wanted to be because that's what I needed to do to make this a business. So after that, um, I moved over. I had the Top Hat rank and did a lot of cleaning. And then I moved over to Feast Theme, which I'm not saying that's the best thing for everybody, but that's just what worked for me. It got my page speed up. And then, so that was April by May. After doing all those things, I got with Mediavine. And then, you know, it was just from then on, it was just uphill.
1: And you've since uh, upgraded to Ad Thrive, correct?
0: Yes, yes. I um, have my audit with Casey in August, and I also have a, um, a little support group that I get together with on, and I really, like you say, community is so important. I was part of the mastermind with Eat Blog Talk, And, you know, I've met some friends there. And we started saying, hey, we, we're missing, you know, not seeing each other all the time. So, we get together on Tuesdays and we just work together. We put it, you know, we, we meet and then we push silent and the video and we work. And then if we have a question, we just pop in. We do that for about two hours on Tuesday. And then Thursdays, we get together in the afternoon and we have um, like a hot seat and we just talk and share what's been going on. And, you know, that's really helped me grow too, because it's very isolating to sit here by yourself all day long. And we just, we what one would learn, we would share with each other. And then it just seems like we've all grown so fast together like this. so The rate of
1: growth, I feel like, is exponential when you can find a group of people to work together with, like you're mentioning. And I'm so, so happy that you guys have continued that relationship. I think you are accelerating your growth more than so many people because of it.
0: Yes, I agree. Also, web stories became a big... Um, accelerator for me also um of course you know laurie's with me in that group and she's the one that kind of we were all just saying let's try this let's try that and we're even t- yesterday i sent them a thing and i said hey did you see that so and so put their um web stories on pinterest and they used it like this blah blah you know so we're always bouncing back and forth ideas and trying new things together that will accelerate our businesses um and it, it's just a great thing to have community.
1: Yeah, because those little things, like you mentioned, you don't necessarily know about. They're not on your radar unless somebody else just happens to mention it. So you're like lifting up your entire group by just bringing these little things to the table. And web stories, oh my goodness, that has been huge for so many bloggers in 2021 and even still now. Can you tell us like how many you're doing? Um, Like what is kind of your strategy with web stories?
0: I've been trying to do three to four a week. Um, of course, right now I'm gearing up for masters. And if anybody uh, doesn't know what that is, I live in Augusta, Georgia, and I do have a lot of um, copycat recipes for masters. And it's a huge week for me. It, last year, it was like 400,000 page views within a matter of five days. Um, so it's like, I'm trying to, you know, of course, then it, then it dropped right back down to like 30,000 <laughs> after the next week. But anyways, I'm, so I'm gearing up for that. But um for web stories, I have really just found that consistency is the key. I don't um, necessarily have pretty fancy ones, but they always are run first through the Google Trends. And I use the exact word in Google's Trends um, to make my title. And so I did a Caesar salad, healthy Caesar salad dressing the other day. And I went into the, um, the tool and it you know, typed in Caesar salad. And I used those words, nothing to do with my words in the sense of healthy, but you know, that was what people were looking for. And so they just got a healthy dose once they went to it. And
1: so, right. so you go, you use Google Trends to determine your keywords. Now, do you do like uh, the previous year? Do you search for like, how do you, where do you search? What time frame do you search for Google Trends?
0: I search one day. One day. I just, I switch it to one day. Yep. Yep. I do. And I think that, you know, it works best. I mean, mine, thank goodness, mine are getting indexed right away within less than, you know, 12, 24 hours. And I mean, I'm running, you know, on average, a thousand, you know, page views, you know, on on my stories a day. So, you know, it does bring traffic in. It really does.
1: There are a lot of people, as you know, that aren't getting indexed, and I feel so bad for them. Do you have any insights as to why?
0: No, I don't. But I really feel that they need to work at finding the reason um, we have had some success um, if you find a story that has not been indexed to go in and completely change the name you don't necessarily need to change the story but just change the name with certain keywords in it and then republish it and that seems to help some um, You know, it's just perseverance with Google. They don't seem to know either sometimes. (laughs) We just are all learning (laughs) together. I I
1: love this quote from Andrew Wilder in a previous eBlog Talk episode. He said something like, this is Google's world and we just live in it. And that was so funny. It's like, we don't even know what's going on and we don't know if they know what's going on, but we just kind of feel like we're being tossed around. Like, what is the deal? But Thankfully, you've made it work. You figured out how to just be consistent with web stories and keep producing them, and that has um, produced some extra traffic for you. It sure has.
0: Just like I guess the two keys is SEO um, for your posts and SEO for your web stories,
1: right? Right. So rank RankIQ, um, eBlog Talk, web stories. Is there anything else that you want to mention that has contributed to your massive growth?
0: Just. Realizing this is something that I can do and be successful at. I mean, it's a mindset thing. I've never really been able to do something like this, you know, I didn't have the opportunity. So, this is something that fills me up, is all I can say. Um, I found my passion. And I found my create my creative therapy when things aren't going well, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna go get in Canva and create something because I love doing it, you know, or I'm gonna go create a web story because I'm kind of grumpy right now and I need to kind of, you know, get that jolt of creativity out. Um, it just, it feeds me and it feeds my, it's a therapy for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that we can, a lot of us can say that too. And I'm really glad you mentioned that. I wanted you to mention it because I wrote down on my notes here, um, I don't know, probably 10 minutes ago, I wrote confidence and I circled it because I've watched you evolve with that. And I feel like I don't know, it was probably around March of 2021 or April, maybe when you were getting onto Media Vine. right around that time, that I just saw a shift in you with your confidence and you just, I can't even explain it, but there was something different. Like You knew you could do it and that is when you just took off and you started digging into all of these resources and tools and avenues and you were sharing more about you and Like what your end goals were, and I love that you have found that, Gina. It has been so fun to watch that.
0: (laughs) Thanks. It is, and you know, God gives us gifts to use. I mean, and I'm using them. I'm using my creativity, my art, my my love of food, um, my opening my home to have people, you know, come over and hang out with me. Um, It's just all part of part of who I am. And when you're doing what you love and what you've been gifted with then you're going to succeed.
1: Your journey has so many messages and cool stories and like perseverance, confidence, just, you know, creativity, digging into this as a creative passion. What would you say your number one takeaway for people listening? If they're maybe in a place where they're feeling stuck or maybe they're going through something big like you did for five years, what would your main takeaway be for them?
0: I think, um, the thing that helps me the most was finding my confidence in was to find out who I was. You know, I spent so many years being a homeschool mom, you know, and it was like this isn't I'm done. What do I do next? This is my my identity was gone. And when I realized that I could be a woman that creates a business and has a why again, other than, you know, what I had in the past, that's when I decided I can do this. I can step forward. And I did it with community. I did it with um, an understanding that I enjoyed what I was doing. I so want people to find their own why. And my why was because I I was gifted with certain things, and I used them. And I was becoming a woman that um, wasn't just a mom, but actually a woman that could create something and use those gifts to help other people, um, even if it was just a recipe or a, a tip to open their home and have people in. We are mothers and daughters and all those things, but we're also more than that. We're um, we're creative Beings. And I think that when we're in the transition of going from a mother to who am I, this was something that we can fill our lives with, um, building a business and being creative and just giving to others besides those that are in your home. And that's how I look at my site. I'm giving others um an opportunity to open their homes and to bring people into their homes and enjoy serving them without stressing out and just having community within their own home.
1: That was beautiful. Oh my goodness, Gina. What an amazing conversation. You have inspired me today, even having already known you. This was such an inspiring conversation and I know that you're going to inspire food bloggers. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing all of this. I know it probably wasn't Super easy to dig into a lot of some painful things from your past, but we really, really appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Well, you know how it goes. We want to hear if you have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to share with us.
0: I do. Um... I have a verse that I always like to put at the bottom of my emails because I want my um, my readers to feel comfortable to open their homes, and it's all about community within the home for them. And I put, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing. And I think it's so important, especially right now, our world is so turned upside down and so divided that. If we could just see past who the people are by their race or their um, color or whatever, just let people in your home and feed them and you'll grow and you'll learn that they're just like you. And I think that's really important.
1: I've never gotten so many goosebumps in an episode before. That was
0: so good. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for
1: ending that way. You're amazing. Gina, we're going to put together a show notes page for you. And if you want to go look at those, you can find them at eblogtalk.com forward slash intentional hospitality. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online and on social media, Gina?
0: Sure. Um, uh, let's see. On Facebook, I am intentional hospitality blog. And on Instagram, I'm intentional hospitality as well as Pinterest.
1: Awesome, everyone. Go check Gina out. Thanks again, Gina, for just being here today. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to EatBlogTalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.